we were trying to shut a team out. The, be- <laughs> the, the best we ever did was 210 to four. Um, and so like that was the first like NBA game. Ball players, what's going on? This your boy Arden here, bringing you into a new and special episode of the Ball Players Podcast, where we talk with special guests about their relationship with the game of basketball. And this guest right here, man, this dude has literally been a part of our basketball life, whether we're talking video games, content, and lifestyle for over a decade. And this dude continues to do it again and again. We want to talk about the game that we all know and love, and we continuously play over and over. And at the time you're seeing this, you're going to be enjoying this game. NBA 2K24, and we're with the one and only Ronnie 2K. What's the word, bro? What's Welcome to the Ball Players Podcast. Man? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too. How you feeling? Yeah, good. Glad to be here in New York. Our uh, launch week is upon us. I, I know a lot of people will be watching this after our launch, but uh, yeah, really excited for everything NBA 2K24. Yeah, and this is launch week. How does it always feel like when you're in launch week and you're like, oh my God, we have a new. <laughs> iteration of the game that we're about to give to the world i mean if you want me to be honest it's it's definitely a lot chaotic i mean there's a lot of people that have really like um get excited about this week just like i do and just like you know everybody at 2k does so much anticipation for the game we've been talking about it for months at a time um it started all the way from in summer league you know when we announced kobe and and crossplay and you know, it's culminated into this moment, and I mean, I'm I'm getting blown up DMs, texts, uh, phone calls from the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Um, to you know, like, how can we get involved? How can mm-hmm. we spread the good word? Um, everybody's everybody's really excited for for Friday, and rightfully so. I'm excited. Please believe that ball players faithful. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna take care of y'all as well with 2K because I know y'all like to play 2K and I gotta smoke some of y'all in the game too because y'all be talking too much on our on our stories. But for the first question, how, that we, good, how good are you, Arden? Yeah, I play a little bit. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a my career god. I ain't gonna lie, my career god in, in franchise mode. Yeah, I get in my bag. I mess around and play 30, 40 years, <laughs> and I'm super serious about it. I'll you know shout out to the people that be making the draft classes. I download those every year. Nice. I take it super seriously. So I love that. Those are easily my favorite features That's in the awesome. game. Ronnie, with every guest that we've had on the podcast, right, we love to ask this question to start the show and to end the show. So for you, Ronnie, what made you fall in love with basketball? Wow. Um, so I was a late adopter. I didn't play till sixth grade, so I was, what, 11, 11 years old. Um, and I just remember the first time I picked up a basketball, like, in, in the playground um, at school, I just got hooked and then I played CYO and I played um, YMCA and, you know, like uh, just kind of jumped in. But like I was definitely behind uh, early. So and then in high school, I was going through this crazy growth spurt. So I was mm-hmm. the shortest kid in my class in ninth grade. Um, I was like four foot seven, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I grew like 10 inches uh, my freshman year and then 11 inches my junior year. That's crazy. It was. Yeah, it was very painful. But like I'd go shoot a basketball <laughs> It felt like the basket yeah. was getting closer every Close, every yeah. time I went out and took a shot. Um, and so it, it really started picking up competitively for me in like late high school, college, because after this tremendous growth spurt. But I, I mean, early I knew I wasn't going to play professionally. I, there's 450 of the greatest yeah. basketball players in the world. So I really wanted to figure out a way I was going to, you know, work in sports. Um, And that that could be any sport because I also love baseball and football. Mm -hmm. Um, But but basketball was always number one. And uh, I played three hours a day, like legitimately 
um, you know, my entire middle school and high school life. And then even in college, like I, you know, play, play a couple hours at least a day, um, beyond, you know, practices for, for UCSD and, um, games and whatnot. But, um, yeah, like it was, it was a quick labor of love and like it just followed me throughout my life one of the biggest things that you said and i absolutely related to it as well was realizing early on like okay like i'm not going to the pros but that doesn't mean that i can't stay around with the game like on a personal note i can relate because literally like like you played basketball since childhood of course there's those initial dreams of like oh i think i can make it to the association and then you realize like yeah that's not for me chief but i still want to stay around with the game and when it comes to that realization and then being like okay cool finding that thing that keeps you closer to the game what was that moment like what was like that first thing that you saw that was like okay I may not be able to play it at the highest level but I could do it at the highest level in another role I don't know I think one of the biggest things about me is I've always been realistic I was like a good basketball player I wasn't like I was completely like terrible and I was like oh I'm not gonna be um, I was sort of like a a Ron Artest mm. with a little bit more of a shot, um, kind of like bully ball, lots of blocks, lots of rebounds, and then I could shoot from the outside a little bit. I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I just I knew right away, and it, it was just straight being realistic. It's just straight math. Four hundred fifty people in the are in the NBA, and like you know, there's amazing, amazing players that are trying to hold on to a role or playing in Euroleague and. Um, you know, like, so there's, it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to break through. So like, I, I, I never had assumptions that I was going to play in the NBA, I, uh, just straight math problem. I think a lot of people like are less realistic about that. And that's going to yeah, hold them true. back about like being in reality about what they should do with their lives. So like the sports thing happened for me, like quick, I was like, I need to stay in this industry. Um, let me figure out how to do that. So then in, you know, in college, I bounced around majors. Like, I could not figure out, like, what I wanted to do. And, uh, like, I had a lot of pressure because I'm brown. I'm Indian. And mm-hmm. uh, my parents really wanted me to, like, be a doctor or an engineer or, like, the first generation, right? Like, they, they worked in convenience stores and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And they were business owners. And so, like, I had a lot of pressure to, like, break through as the first person that went to college in our family in the, in, in the States. I bounced around and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer uh, or I'm going to go study law school or I'm going to go to study law. And so um, they were like, okay with that just because it gave me some postgraduate, you know, uh, training. Um, So, but nine weeks into my, my lawyer uh, training here, actually down the street at Columbia, Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I figured out it was not for me. So then I went to work for a law firm to make sure that it wasn't for me. But also I went to work for a, a women's basketball team. Nice. Um, and that's where like, it just became clear to me that I was like, sports is sports is where we're going here. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to take no for an answer. No, I definitely feel you on that. Again, I come from a Caribbean household. So yeah. when I was telling them <laughs> like, yeah, I want to be a journalist and all this other stuff. They're like, are, are what you is sure? Yeah. Yeah, are you sure? <laughs> so I, I feel you on that. And for you, as you went through your own professional journey, Ronnie, that led you into the video game industry, still staying close to sports and ultimately with 2K, 
But just to bring that back, what was your first memory of seeing video games and basketball mesh well together? Well, I mean, I played, I mean, not to date myself, but I played Larry versus Magic on it. Classic, <laughs> yeah. classic. Um, but I mean, it was funny, like me and my best friend Trey, mm-hmm. um, we uh, played NBA Jam one summer. Another I, I want to say like 42 days in a row, and we probably like, you know, um, had... Maybe three hundred hours in, in like one summer playing NBA Jam over and over it. again. We were trying to shut a team out. The, be, the, the best we ever did was two hundred and ten to four, um, and so like that was the first like NBA game. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of like non sports games too. So I played Zelda and and yes. you know the Mario's of the world, Goldeneye. Like the sixty four was my you know like that was my thing. Um, and then, you know, I, uh, obviously I graduated Dreamcast and then, and then Shout got my the first, Dreamcast, man. got my first Xbox before I got my first Xbox, I was playing 2k on Dreamcast. Uh, me and too. 2k one and right. 2k one with AI. Yep. Yeah. And so that got an early taste of it. Um, and yeah, I was, I was hooked for you, right. To, to, to fast forward to today, you know, to say 2K, especially NBA 2K, is a, is a cultural force. Is like It feels damn near like an understatement. But what do you think has been so key in 2K, especially NBA 2K's, you know, development into that? Like, it, it, it not only impacts basketball, but it really impacts the world. There's so many references to 2K. There's so yeah. many references to the game. There's many references to you as, as the face of the game and the, and the representative. Like, what do you think has gone into that? I just think that we have done a really great job of following like the topical culture moments of the world, right? Like it it stretches throughout it. There's a million examples of that, but like, you know, we are a platform for discovery for clothing. We are a platform for discovery for music. I think, you know, when the NBA was really transitioning from worrying, like focusing on teams like Lakers and and you remember the Lakers Celtics, like, that whole thing with, with Showtime and um, obviously now there's the HBO show about it, but um, to transitioning to like stars and yeah. like thinking about superstars that we also did the same thing, right? Like my career was, came about at 2K10 mm-hmm. and that was a total game changer because like then it became about you as a basketball player. Yes. And a lot more people could connect with that. I mean, we have this huge football, uh, like NFL players reach out to me probably more than anyone trying to get their, you know, their my player upgraded and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And a lot of that's because it's a career that they couldn't get into. So, like, they get yeah. to live it out in, in, in the real life. And it's not just about the on-the-court stuff. It's about the story. Obviously, yeah. you're a big micro guy. So, it's about what? the story off the court. It's about... The emotional attachment yeah. y'all got from me, man, on top of the dollars I spent getting them <laughs> coins to build my player, it is legit, man. Yeah. And so, like getting to um you know push the envelope of that and like make it more of a connected to what was happening in the real world and basketball and then and then you know like it became about um giving back to the the game of basketball and like informing people of of things so like a, a good example of that is during the pandemic we had the ESPN players tournament which i hosted um and you know like 
giving people the opportunity to watch NBA players talk trash and how Absolutely. much it meant to them to play the game against each other when we had a responsibility to, to do that, to enter, fill the entertainment void, was really cool. But then also, like, the BLM thing was happening, you know, a couple months later, mm -hmm. and for us to, like, shut down the park for a couple hours and let people, like, you know, peacefully come together and walk around the park and assemble was, was super cool, too. Like... Those are the kind of the things that like we take pride in mm -hmm. in, in doing, and um, you know, s there's no other game that celebrates like what's happening in the real world like ours. No, I absolutely agree. You know, I'm not just saying that because you're here. I, I give 2K a lot of credit for how much I've really embraced culture and understood what it means to naturally. Yeah. Like highlight those things. So again, I, I give great I think kudos to you and, the, and you and the team. That's probably my biggest role here at 2K. Like these days is like, how do we push the, the periphery of what our audience is? You know, because yeah. most people that love basketball and have a video game console, I think we have a pretty good grasp on that in America. And so, like, where where can we continue to grow and strive and try to you know get as many people into this ecosystem mm -hmm. as possible it really does live in the cultural stuff two more questions i have for you ronnie yeah nba 2k24 again by the time y'all see this it will be out y'all will be celebrating or crying based on your success in the game that has nothing to do with us yep. especially with this brother right here but you know, people do think that it's it's me that like oh of course somebody's shooting in the game and i'm like pressing a button yeah miss right no miss. <laughs> that's miss. not going in <laughs> your timing is off <laughs> and all that stuff but yeah. Between the actual gameplay to the impact on the culture, what is your biggest hope with NBA 2K24? I mean, I think it starts with crossplay, right? Like the, the ability for, you know, uh, current gen people, next gen platforms to play PlayStation, Xbox, doesn't matter what console you're on between those two, you can play competitively. I think like we're just scratching the surface on that because mm -hmm. it's not just one mode, it's all of them. And so like imagine, you know, these amazing pro-am teams like that have lived on each console so they can actually duke it out and find out who the best one is. So I'm really excited. It starts with that. Like I think that just the elements of competition are going to be risen because our community is no no longer two, it's one. Um, and so that that's very exciting. Obviously, Mama Moments and getting to celebrate uh, Kobe's career is very mm -hmm. exciting. Um, some of the most legendary moments of his career. And then, of course, pro plays, you know, like totally changed the way that people kind of like live and feel in the game and like um, with gameplay footage that translates into the, into our game. It's it's really exciting. So those are the things I'm most looking forward to. Before we sign off, Ronnie, at the top of the show, I asked you what made you fall in love with the game. So the last question is, what keeps you in love with basketball? It's a great one. Um, I mean, it just – I think what's amazing about what the NBA and basketball in general is doing is, like, there's so much of a, a long road. Like, I feel like even with our game, we're just sort of scratching the surface because, like, you really care about these people's lives. You really care about – their passion for for the NBA and basketball and so like seeing that kind of live out in our video game um it keeps just gets me continues to get me excited because like we can continue to play out storylines and um you know the way that people interact in our game kind of living in the real world and so that that really excites excites me it keeps me you know, very um, in tune with the game. I, I also think that, like, the next generation, like, um, is really exciting. We have so many great young players that are in the league and coming up, and 
obviously getting to see Victor and the next evolution yeah. of what a video game character looks like is pretty exciting. But yeah, like, I don't know if you, obviously the ratings, you know, we have, uh, I've been involved with that forever, but like, there are so many guys in the mid nineties now. Yeah. So that, that upper echelon of talent is just so exciting. And even like the older guys, you know, Katie's in his 17, 17th yeah. year, LeBron's is in his 21st and they're still playing at a high level. And then yeah. you got all these young guys. I think this is going to be a really exciting year, but it's going to, you know, continue to push the future of the NBA. To me, I think this is the most anticipated 2K in a while because of all of those things, the gameplay, the talent pool, all yeah. of the different features and stuff like that. And again, you've been holding it down, doing what you do. Appreciate you. Ronnie 2K, thank My you for man. popping through to the Ball Players podcast. Ball Players Faithful, make sure you tap in with Ronnie. Make sure you enjoy the game. Again, this is NBA 2K launch week. Make sure y'all check it out, man. And of course, stay curious with our 137 p.m. family. All of the info will be here. Anything that you need to know, sports, music, fashion, tech, and beyond, we got you covered at 1.37 p.m. But it's your boy Arden signing off from the crib, man. Ball players, I'll holla at y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>